Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. In the Bible, Matthew 5.27 says, Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more comes from the evil one. And what is one of the reasons God addresses this here in Matthew, do you think? Because it is very important for us to have a good reputation for telling the truth. We can't always be correct, but if we are giving it our best effort and we are doing so out of right motive, then that is what matters to people. During the last few years that we have been dealing with this COVID pandemic, there have been there's been one voice that has been louder and more prominent than any other. We have seen him on TV, we've heard him on the radio, and just about everywhere else. He is the highest paid federal employee making more than even the President of the United States. Dr. Anthony Fauci has been the face of public policy and information on how to handle COVID. He has, in fact, declared himself, quote, the voice of science, unquote, and going as far as to say that he literally was science. But unfortunately, this voice of science has told a lot of lies. Similarly to the way that that he handled HIV decades ago, he has taken many different positions, and many of those positions were very contradictory to each other. Vaccines, for example. He told us that if we would get the COVID vaccine, that we would be able to return to normal. Well, in an article from Joseph Curl from the Daily Wire, he says a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine will be needed in order to keep hospitalizations down, says Pfizer CEO Albert Barilla last Sunday. He said, quote, right now, the way that we have seen it is necessary, a fourth booster right now. The protection that you are getting from the third is good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths, is what he said. And he said this to CBS's Face the Nation. And he said, it's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. But we are just submitting those data to the FDA, the Food and and Drug Administration. And then we will see what the experts also will say about uh, Pfizer and outside of Pfizer. The CEO told CNBC on Saturday that Pfizer is set to submit data to the FDA in a request to uh, uh, for approval of the fourth COVID-19 dose. It's clear, they said, that there is a need in an environment of Omicron to boost the immune response, he said while on uh, CNBC's Squawk Box. With variants of the original SARS-CoV-2 uh, continuing to crop up, Morales said Pfizer is trying to treat a vaccine that works against them all. We are working very diligently right now to make out only a vaccine that will protect against all variants, including Omicron. 
but also something that can protect for at least a year, he said. <laughs> and quote, and if we are able to achieve that, then I think we are very easy to follow and to remember so that we can go back and really the way we used to live. They want to go back to the way we used to live if we will get their fourth booster and hoping that it'll last a year. I mean, so so, so the vaccine that, that Fauci and his cronies said everyone in the world, and I mean everyone in the world should get, is now needing a fourth shot in the hopes that it will hopefully last a year. But recently, since the, the virus variants have been you know, very much less dangerous. And we have, we have not seen hide nor hair of our illustrious medical leader. Where did Dr. Tony Fauci go? Well, Mike Bibb of gillaherald.com asks the same question. He says, isn't it weird when, when COVID was suddenly determined to be no longer a threat to humanity, masks were finally tossed and it's leading spokesperson the esteemed Dr. Anthony Fauci also seemed to disappear. For nearly two years, civilization depended upon Dr. Fauci's spoken word. His advice, experience, and knowledge of diseases were without equal. A master of his craft, guided by science from, from some of the most prestigious virology labs on the globe, particularly those in China and and the World Health Organization, uh, of course referred to as as, uh, who appropriately. (laughs) Not since Noah received texts from God that a really big rainstorm was approaching, (laughs) has an earthly primate been bestowed with such awesome knowledge and wisdom and motivation. Tony was to immediately begin spreading the word of the sacred mandates in a, in a darkened environment plagued with pestilence and, and ignorance and, and obstinance. Surely, St. Fauci will be remembered as a latter-day prophet and worker of miracles whose tireless efforts were largely responsible for subduing the dreaded COVID-19 menace. No, he didn't make wine from water or even walk on it. <laughs> that would That's too amateurish. His mission was to convince 330 million U.S. citizens that unless they wore a mask, closed their businesses, closed their churches and their schools, stayed home from work, skipped Granny's 83rd birthday party, invited a maximum of four people to Thanksgiving dinner, stayed one aisle over from the closest shopper in Walmart. Of course, Walmart got granted a special exemption to remain open from the highest in D.C., and wash their hands every 15 minutes and obediently stand in line to receive multiple vaccinations and boosters, then, and only then, might the country survive. It was almost an impossible assignment. But our diminutive Prothmetheus excelled at proliferating cures from heaven 
for the benefit of man. And he had liberated society before, and he could do it again. Or, at least, that was the overly hyped gig for which he has been amply financially rewarded. Uh, Apparently, saving the nation requires certain personal sacrifices. (laughs) Frequent TV talk show appearances, new interviews, um, magazine spreads, speeches before Congress, vaccine endorsements, and a 400,000-plus year salary. Not too shabby for government work. Fauci's face was everywhere. However, unlike a popular advertising marketeer hawking pillows and towels, Dr. Tony was constantly modifying his sales pitch to suit his perceptions. There was no conspiracy, an obvious flaw in in the presentation. His, His game strategy changed more often than a Tom Brady audible. But people began recognizing the frequent disparities uh, how they wondered how they wondered if they were being encouraged to follow the science why the science seemed to be wavering every few days and if covid was a legitimate threat as we were told then how come a vaccine became the primary touted cure Why didn't Fauci encourage additional research and development of other therapies, some already known to exist, particularly after the the shots were were recognized as not being effective as promoted? Probably the, the fundamental reason for Fauci's fall from grace was that his hustle lost its groove. The public simply wised up to the ruse. People eventually figured out covering their faces and sitting six feet apart in the middle of a baseball park didn't make them less susceptible to becoming infected by the virus. The little blue paper and and cloth rectangles strapped to their ears were about as effective at filtering the virus microbes as a catcher's mask. And people couldn't gather for church, but They could buy a dozen Dunkin' Donuts. Kids were restricted from school, but allowed to freely roam the toy and iPad sections at Target. Certain non-essential adults were compelled to work from home, as others stocked Home Depot's shelves. Masks and sanitary wipes were handed to customers entering stores, while Dirty gas pump nozzles were handled millions of times a day. Free checks were mailed to particularly anyone with a zip code. And now inflation is taking it all back. Finally, the hypocrisy of many of our government officials and health experts was appalling, including Dr. Fauci's. Daily um, announcements and sanctimonious announcements even, of how we should live our lives in the midst of being surrounded by an invisible invader were over the top. Enforcement of 
COVID mandates became dictatorial in some areas of the country. Constitutional rights and protections were often overlooked during the enforcement of restrictions. A person could speak at a school board or a city council meeting if if masked, but asked to leave or or be removed from the room if they were unmasked. Yet the same authorities requiring these these demands and that the fact that we acquiescence to them were often seen and photographed even in, in public not complying with their own restrictions. Quote, rules for thee, but not for me, is a prominent display and an utter disrespect that they have for their very society that are taxpayer-funded and, and that they're supposed to be representing. From Congress to City Hall, numerous elected and appointed emissaries tend to forget that they were hired to work for the people not themselves. Eventually, all good things come to an end, and once Dr. Fauci's particular role was no longer relevant, he simply faded into obscurity. Perhaps he was put back into the genie bottle until the the very next health scare crisis. As the media reminds us, a person with An acclaimed talent and and inspiration is a rare commodity in today's topsy-turvy world of misinformation, deceptions, and lies. And they should all know their enthusiastic um, ovations were largely responsible for creating this smooth-talking character. But Dr. Fauci's odyssey might not have come to an end, though. From conservativebrief.com, they say that several Republican lawmakers indicate that if the GOP gains and regains majority in the House of Representatives in the 2022 midterm elections, they plan to open investigations into Dr. Anthony Fauci. During an interview on Fox News, Ohio GOP Rep. Jim Jordan and Republicans uh, said Republicans will, quote, uncover what Fauci knew about the origins of of the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, if the American people put us back in charge, we are definitely going to do this, Jordan said, adding that his colleagues would push for a congressional investigation into the origins of the coronavirus. Quote, because we now know without a doubt that Dr. Fauci knew on January 31st and February 1st that this thing came from a lab, Jordan argued, the top scientists in the country were saying it came from a lab. One scientist says he got the notes now from the conference call on February 1st. One scientist says, I don't see how this can happen in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. And yet, just in a matter of days, they changed their position. Write the article that appears in Nature of Medicine magazine, which then gets cited in the now famous letter, The Lancet, which became the gospel for the fact that Fauci can go out and tell people it didn't come from a lab, when in fact, they knew it did. And this is according to, to Jordan, of course. He says, the, in, in, the interesting thing is, we point this out. We just learned this last week. The two doctors who were most uh, adamant that this thing came from a lab early on 
One is Dr. Kristen Anderson. Uh, on January 31st, 2020, he says this to Dr. Fauci in an email. Quote, virus looks engineered. Virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. So he knew it came from a lab, he added. They charged, uh, they changed their position, Jordan argued. And a few months later, guess what? They get $8.9 million. Both him and Dr. Robert Gary, the, the guy who, who said it couldn't happen naturally. When they are going to have, uh, when are we going to have accountability for Anthony Fauci, he asks. Look, he, he's missing right now for one reason and one reason only. The Democrats are looking at the polls. It wasn't dead Americans that made Democrats move. It wasn't dead Americans that made Fauci go away. It was polls. And I want to hold Anthony Fauci accountable. And that, that actually came from Texas GOP rep Chip Roy. He said, and if you're watching this, Dr. Fauci, look out. Because when the Americans give us control in the House of Representatives, God willing, we're going to get some answers on behalf of the American people. Now, Kentucky GOP Senator Rand Paul vowed to investigate Fauci in uh, if Republicans win back the Senate uh, in in the midterms. So, if if they win back the Senate in the in the midterms, they're also going to investigate there as well. He said, "If we win in November, if I'm chairman of a committee and if I have subpoena power, we'll go after every one of these records." Paul said, "We're having an investigator go through this piece by piece because." We don't need this to happen again. Paul introduced uh, an amendment this week um, that would eliminate Fauci's position as director of the NIAID, and, uh, which is, of course, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And the goal, Paul said, is to um, deviate uh, the, the position, so decentralize the position so that no one person can act as a dictator in chief in, in the name of public health. Paul's um, amendment would reorganize the NIAID by breaking it into three separate national research institutes, all with their own director and including the National Institute of Allergy uh, Diseases and the National Institute of Infectious Diseases and the National Institute of Immunology Diseases. Now, we've learned, he says, a lot over the past two years. But one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief. And this is what Paul said in a statement uh, when he was announcing his amendment. No one person should have uh, authority and, and, and uh, you know, th this authority to make decisions for millions of Americans. Um, and, and I will say that that bill that he introduced there, that amendment, it actually got shot down uh, with uh, all the Democrats voting against it and with six Republicans uh, voting against it as well. So let's take a look at what else we have learned over the last couple of years because of, of COVID and, and the pandemic. Uh, I would say that we have learned, number one, even when we act fast, it won't stop the spread of a highly infectious disease. I mean, in the in the early days of COVID, 
President Trump instituted travel bans from countries that had known cases of the virus. And of course, <laughs> as everybody knows, he was chastised for it by liberal Democrats. Joe Biden called him xenophobic. And uh, and Nancy Pelosi went to, to Chinatown in San Francisco, California, and, and invited everybody to come down and join her as a demonstration against the president and, and his xenophobic tendencies. Uh, none, none of of this worked as far as the uh, the lockdowns. None of it worked in in preventing the spread of the pandemic. The pandemic still happened, and many people still lost their lives even after we shut everything down. Number two, those that are supposed to protect us don't. I think we've learned that. I think in in the summer and early autumn of 2020, the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine established an uh, expert panel that created a uh, a priority list. The the advisory committee on immunization uh, practices, uh, an independent group that advises the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on on vaccine policy, devised its its own. Uh, both groups prioritized healthcare workers over the elderly. The, the reason one of these groups gave for not prioritizing those that were the most vulnerable and uh, was, was absolutely astonishing to me. The, the, the white population in the elderly age group here is of a higher percentage. So there's more white people that are elderly than than in the normal population not vaccinating them first might help quote balance the scales according to them balance the scales in other words if some older people die that's okay because more of them are white and we're going to balance the scales that way (sighs) absolutely ridiculous and we obviously covered that here on this podcast and it just absolutely irks you even today just to think about it. We know that as, as governmental bureaucracies are political, and, and, when, and when one of the biggest unions in the country, the teachers union, demands the vaccine first for teachers, they bow to the pressure. It didn't matter that classes were, were going online and teachers were, were, were going to get the, the vaccine before grandma anyway. because they have a strong union and they put pressure there. I think number three, I think the thing that we, that we learned from this, the left will use kids whenever they can to get their way. I think that's pretty obvious. Children and teens make up only 0.1%, 0.1% of the more than 800,000 COVID deaths in the country. Yet, there are still school districts that require kids to use masks at school. There was a there was a school district near where I live that just this week had a student walkout. Yeah, they had a student walkout, a bunch of students, obviously. This was not to protest that they had to wear masks. It was to protest the lifting of the mask mandates in school. At another school, a female student held a vigil for 10 of her friends that had committed suicide in the last two years. 10. Things like this 
occur because kids have been used to uh, to further an agenda, one that despite the science made them fearful of something that had a very low risk to them, but made a scenario that heightened the probability that they would you know want to commit suicide. It's just sad. And I think, how about number four? A lot of people have no clue how science works. It's just, yeah. There, there are certain things that help prevent any virus and, and others that, that have no effect or, or, or even worse. I'm not a science guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not definitely not a medical guy. Let's put it that way. And yet I still know common sense type stuff. Cloth masks, for instance, were known for years that they don't filter out any viruses. But the WHO and the CDC and others push masks and mask mandates for political reasons. It wasn't medical reasons. These were political reasons. This this had nothing to do with science or medicine. It had everything to do with control. We also saw a lack of understanding of vaccines and how they work and 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 how they're approved for use. Our government masters told us that lockdowns were effective and necessary. And this turned out to be exactly the opposite of what we should have been doing. If if, if you questioned your government authorities, about any of this, you were considered anti-science. Science is about questioning, but of course not for liberals. Power is the hardest thing to give, a, to give away for a person. I think that's definitely something that we've learned. Power is the hardest thing to, to give away or to take away from a person. It, it was two weeks to flatten the curve at first. Remember that? And then it, it mutated all the way to permanent mass mandates. Lockdowns and curfews were in place. Vaccination cards were required for you to go to any public place in, in some, some areas. All of these things came with, with the message that if you did not do what you should do, we will force you to do them. The attitude that if you di- if you did something different for yourself, based off of personal choice, of course, then you were selfish. We need to consider the whole and forego any personal rights. All of these things are just manipulation tactics used by those that either are in power or want more power. Our forefathers knew that without personal freedom, then we have no freedom at all. With the excuse of following the science, many state governments went along with the federal mandates and and locked down hard, even as the science showed that this was the very wrong thing to do. They continued anyway because they were drunk on power. I think something else we've also learned, that we just need to trust that our medical community is not necessarily for us. So in, in other words, we need to trust our medical community a lot less. Little was discussed about natural immunity from the very beginning. Anytime it was brought up, it was dismissed as nothing to consider. 
nothing to see here. We were told that that we just need to get a vaccine and, and everything will be okay. We were told that cloth masks work and we were told that we just had to wait for herd immunity to kick in. We were told that that if we just ate indoor at, at, at outdoor restaurants that looked like indoor restaurants, that we would be okay. We were told a lot of things by the medical community. These things were not rocket science. These things were established medical practices that were ignored for the sake of politics. The medical industry has given up its reputation for the sake of political preference and money. I want my doctor first, their first priority to be my health, not how much power, money, and political power he is going to get. Now, let me say this. Dr. Anthony Fauci is only a part of this deterioration of trust in our medical community, but a very important one, I think. His track record over the years is not a very good one, and he has replaced medical science with political power. He is he is sponsored and, and is sponsoring with taxpayer money 336 biolabs around the world. Why are these labs in other communities other than our own? Because they are doing experiments that have been banned in the U.S. One of these labs in Wuhan, China, is the one responsible for our last pandemic. Then we put the wolf that is responsible for this mess in charge of cleaning the hen house. Let's learn the lessons presented to us by this pandemic and not repeat them in the future. And and you may agree with me on all of this. You may disagree with me on all this. And again, I would love for this to be a discussion starter. You can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.